Welcome to the Dirty Devotional Podcast, where we try to make sense of the dirty and the divine in our messy world. My name is Zach, and I'm an ex-pastor, a struggling addict, and I deal with major anxiety and depression. Yet I deeply believe in God's presence in my life and in your life as well. I hope today's conversation inspires your thoughts, challenges your beliefs, and helps you feel seen, known, and loved by a real God. Thanks for joining. What is up, my Dirty Devotional family? Welcome back to the Dirty Devotional Podcast. Y'all, happy hump day. It's Wednesday. It means it's beautiful. It means you're halfway through the week. I'm praying that the rest of your week is downhill if you feel like all the week has been uphill from here. And y'all, if you're listening to this and you're sick, well, I feel like everyone I know is sick right now. Um, it sucks. Pray for me. Pray that I don't get sick, that my baby, that my wife, that we don't get sick. Um, pray for, man, I pray that you don't get sick. And listen, it's just crazy. I'm trying to avoid it like the plague so much so um, because I hate it. I hate being sick. I'm a baby when I'm sick. Uh, Caitlin hates me when I'm sick because I cry and whine all day. I don't want to do anything. And listen, I don't want that. And so, but happy Wednesday. Listen, I'm excited for today um, simply because we are going to be kicking off this conversation about this book that someone got me um, that got Caitlin and I to read to Oakley. And when people give me books, especially kids' books, listen, the last thing I want to do is read a kid's book to Oakley. I, I, right now I'm reading her all of these crazy books. I read her. I'm reading Harry Potter because I'm reading Harry Potter, not because I want her to read it, but because I'm reading it. I just finished The Half-Blood Prince. Um, I've been reading uh, this other book called We the Drown, which is about um, this little uh, Danish village who is at having like basically a war at sea with the Germans, and it's really intense and really graphic, and you're probably thinking you shouldn't read that to a child, but listen, I'm going to do what I want to do. It's my child. I can do what I want, um, unless you can send me something that's going to help me otherwise believe it's wrong, Um, but I love reading these books to her, and when I get kids' books, I'm like, I hate kids' books because they're so stupid, and they're so lame, and they're like, um, you know, freaking Peppa Pig, learns to ride a bicycle. I, I'm not want to read a freaking book about Peppa Pig learning to read, ride a bicycle. I don't. I know Peppa Pig's a show. Peppa Pig, Peppa Pig, whatever it is. Um, I don't like it. But all that to say, someone, one of my clients named Shanna, I'm going to give her a shout out. What's up, Shanna? Um, gave me this book called The Boy, The Mole, The Fox, and The Horse. Now, if you've read this book, I really believe that you're like, oh my gosh, it's such a good book. That that should be your response. If you hear that and you've read the book and your response is discussed, um, then you're just a bad human. I'm just going to say it. You're a bad human because it is an absolutely wonderful book. Uh, Caitlin decided to read it to Oakley one night and was reading to me all of these incredible lessons in it. And so if you haven't got the book, if you haven't read it, I would recommend you reading it, not just even for your kids, but for yourself. Um, I believe it should be subscribed reading to everyone in our country um, because we suck most of the time and this could help us suck less. Um, but there's so many good one-liners. I want to talk about some of them because I believe, as always, that in every area of life, in every book, in every song, in every person, in every um, thing we see, and everything we hear, um, that we can find God's truth in it. I really believe that. I believe God shows up everywhere, that His thumbprint is in all things. And I believe it's such a beautiful thing when we choose to open our eyes, open our ears, and listen to it. And today, I'm going to talk about this line that the horse says um, to his little friends, the fox, the mole and the boy, he says, one of our greatest freedoms is how we react to things. Whew, y'all. And it may not even be that impactful for you yet, but hold on. 
One of our greatest freedoms is how we react to things. I thought this was so good because so many times we hand over the power um, to other people when it comes to what they do to us and how we respond to it. So give, let me give you an example. So today I pulled up to Aldi uh, curbside pickup. I hate going into grocery stores. Absolutely hate it. And I pull in, um, our groceries are ready and I'm sitting in my car and I'm waiting and I'm waiting and I'm waiting and 20 minutes passes by. No one's brought my groceries out. And y'all, I've I've made myself so angry. Um, I'm think I'm vividly thinking about driving my 2012 Kia Soul through the front of this thing, and I'm just like done with it. Only because I'm waiting for my $76 worth of groceries. Um, I, I'm mad, um, and I've let I've let this store, um, this moment. I've given them the ability to determine how I feel, and that's a freedom that I have that I willingly give up. Time and time again. Some of you probably can relate to this, that when it comes to certain people, when it comes to your job, when it comes to certain situations, that we hand over our freedom to these people and let them dictate how we are going to respond. Now, I know you like to believe that you don't give someone that kind of power, but really examine yourself and think about how much, how angry you can get, how broken you can get, how hopeless you can get, um, how shameful, how embarrassed, um, how, how joyful you can get based on just what someone says and does. But I love in this book that the horse takes his egg. He says, hey, one of the greatest freedoms we have is how we react to things. And so many times we choose to take offense to the things people have done around us. And I want to talk a little bit about this idea of taking offense to things. Because so many times people can say something, people can do something. Sometimes it's not even what they do, it's what they don't do. And when they don't do something, we create narratives in our head that we decide that they must hate us and so we're offended then. But here's what happens with offenses. Is when we choose to accept something as an offense, when we hand over that freedom, that offense will actually build a fence. So I want you to think about an actual fence, like a backyard fence um, that you keep your dogs in. So every time we choose to accept something as an offense, we build a fence around us because we are trying to separate ourselves from that person, from that job, from that individual, from that thing, whatever it is. When we choose to be, choose to place something as an offense, we end up building a fence. Now here's the thing. Is that fence over time, what will happen is we think it's actually about to keep someone out, but that fence actually becomes a cage that ends up trapping us in that. That over time, what we find is that we're so tired of getting hurt. We're so tired of how people have treated us. We're so tired of the pain that instead of getting outside and giving people a chance, we cage ourselves in with all of these offenses and we end up becoming stuck because we want to be safe. But the problem is, is our life was never meant to be safe. Um, we were meant to grow. We were meant to experience the best parts of life. And listen, the best parts of life are never in safe places. What was it, We have to recognize that when it comes to these offenses, that when we build these, we build these cages that put us in, what was meant to actually protect us prevents us from experiencing the best of life. That I know this is a lot, but listen, I want to ask you right now, how much of your life 
has been dictated by the decisions of other people. How much of your life has been determined? How much, let me ask you, how much of your identity has been defined by what other people have said about you? How much of your day-to-day decisions is determined by what someone else has told you about you or has made decisions for you? Some of you, you stick in these sucky relationships because they say these things about you and you choose to hand over the power to choose and react well um, for the sake of just of, a, of uh, dealing with it. That some of you, you hand over your freedom over and over again to these people and you give them the power to determine how you feel and how you respond to your life. That one of our greatest freedoms is how we react to things. I, I, want, I want to challenge you today specifically to look at yourself in a couple different ways. I want you to look and see if maybe that, um, what are you taking offense to? What have you decided has hurt you or you've held on to? And instead, maybe just choose differently. The beautiful thing about freedom is that you get to decide. Are you going to let what someone else has done dictate your life? Are you going to let someone who has treated you like trash determine how you feel? Are you going to give them that power? Or are you going to decide that you are going to be the best you that you can be? And you're going to make the best of your life, regardless of what other people have promised you, other what people have said about you. But today you're going to choose how to react to those things. I want to challenge you with this. I want you to think about what are the areas in your life that maybe you've built a fence? What have you separated yourself from out of fear of being becoming hurt? Out of fear of um, maybe losing, of loss? What, where have you built a fence? And I want to ask you this, and this is this is going to be the probably one of the more tougher questions if I can if I can get it right. Is have you settled for safety? Have you settled for the security of a cage, hiding yourself from people, hiding yourself from the world, hiding yourself from opportunity because you're scared of what's out there? Today I want to challenge you to tear down those walls to take that power back from those people. That you have the freedom to choose how to react, how to respond, and what to do with what goes on around you. Today, take that power back. That is what God wants from you. Do not let your life be determined by what other people want from you. Instead, make the decision for yourself. Let me pray for you. God, thank you for today. Lord, I thank you for every person listening to this. Lord, when we choose to take things as an offense, Lord, it ends up separating us from all of those, all the good things in the world. Lord, and I pray that we don't give the power to someone that doesn't care about our life. Lord, that we would take the power to respond well, to respond with kindness, to respond with grace, to respond with excitement, to respond well, um, Lord, because you've given us that choice. This is a beautiful thing of the freedom you handed us, Lord, to help us use it well. Lord, I thank you for it. We love you. And we ask all of this in your name. Amen. Hey, thanks so much for joining me on today's devotional. If you want to get more connected, then be sure to follow me on Instagram at Z underscore chill. That's at Z underscore C-H-I-L. 
or you can connect with myself and other listeners through our private Facebook group. You can find this by searching Dirty Devotional Podcast, Dirty Family. Lastly, if you enjoy the podcast, please take time to rate it on iTunes or Spotify. This helps us reach more people and lets us know that my content is making a difference in your life. Most importantly, I hope today you felt seen, known, and loved by a real God. Be blessed.